yeah, you'll, you'll never be satisfied. So you've got to, it's more important to just be super brutally honest about what inspires you because mm-hmm. it's not sustainable to do anything else. Yeah, I mean, you'll resent yourself if you don't. Welcome to Shadow Work Podcast. I'm your host and my name is Matt. I started this podcast for two reasons. One, because I think we need a counter narrative to the one being fed to us by society about what it's like to live as an artist. We're constantly told that artists live poor, lonely, miserable lives. And that narrative has kept me from pursuing my dreams for a huge chunk of my life, which is why now I want to do whatever I can to change that narrative, to give us back faith that what we're doing as artists is really just following our soul's true calling and that doing what makes us happy is not spoiled, but actually will allow us to bring inspiration and joy to other people. My second reason for doing this podcast is to create a community. A lot of us don't have a group of artists around us that we can reach out to for support and encouragement when we're struggling, or even just someone who can say, you know what, I've been there too, when we're in a rut or just blocked in any kind of way. So by having open and honest conversations with artists about what it's really like, about the ups and the downs, I hope to bring this sense of community to artists and creatives who really need to hear these conversations. I'll be asking the people I interview how they've overcome their blocks, how they've raised their self-worth, and how they manage to stay sane and productive in their creative lives. So if you know anyone who might benefit from hearing these conversations, please share it with them. And if you feel like it, give us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. So thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. That's really cool. Did you wanted to do yeah, that? No, I've, I've actually, I've done sort of podcasts before. I just don't release them. I'm just kind of for the, like in 10 years or something, maybe I'll make a documentary of some artists, but I kind of yeah. want to get more comfortable with the format before I would actually like commit to doing one myself even. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just, I'm just like the kind of person I mean, I just do stuff before I'm ready and before I know how to do it. And (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I've had like the busiest year of my life, so I I didn't want to commit to anything else. So yeah. So, so what have you been busy with? Like what, what are you into right now? Right now it's so many things at once. Uh, it's, it's a couple different murals and different group exhibitions and so planning, uh, two solo shows, one for winter this year and one that might either be next year or the year after. So cool. Um, yeah. Just kind of organizing the rest of the year. And are you working full-time as an artist now or how, how is your yeah. life sort of, yeah? Yeah, I, I kind of have been for three years. Amazing. Uh, but I did have one job. I was assisting uh, Shepard Ferry for like eight months oh, last okay. year. That was really great because it was, gave me a different perspective on the art world and kind of even what I was going for initially. And after working there, like it kind of got clarified, kind of like what the reality of what I was striving for might actually be mm-hmm. different. Yeah, I just, I want to, I kind of, it opened me up to looking into different types of art more, I think, after seeing the actual production and behind the scenes of, yeah, what he does. And what was the difference between sort of what you imagined and what, what was the reality of what you saw, would you say? Maybe it was just how it felt. Like, I thought it would be consistently more exciting, like mm-hmm. um, someone who is at the top of their game, and it's not that it isn't for him, but it's maybe just, it's on, it's more like mass produced art because he does like massive editions of screen printing and he has like 40 people working for him. So I kind of, it's not so much that I would even have gone that direction, but it's maybe just made me want to go in a direction that was more just hand painted individual objects and doing less screen prints and stuff. Even though I, I love all of that, it was maybe just, seeing someone do something so well almost feels like it's been explored fully. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, okay, never mind. <laughs> like, I don't know what, how I would improve this. So got to find huh. a different sort of angle at, at reinventing the same sort of paradigm. Yeah. Ultimately why it's exciting is because it, it is so culturally relevant. And yeah, what my eye always centers around is like what, like the young generation are focused on in a way, even if it's not 
apparent to anyone but me. It's just like the underlying source of inspiration, mm-hmm. kind of this collective unconscious. Kind yeah, of. that's interesting. Can you like elaborate on that? I'm not sure I get it fully. <laughs> oh yeah, I kind of went off on a tangent. Um, well, it's more just like the way that aesthetics change from like uh, color schemes to patterns and like, I don't know, maybe for me as well, I don't know, maybe it's just me alone, but I, I feel like once I see it, then I notice a pattern of like a wave of art evolving in a way. And not just evolving, but just like everyone noticing that too, like within street art or even yeah. fine art. It's like people are just bored of what's been done. It's not so much like keeping up with trends, but it's just once you feel something's exciting and fresh, it's really hard to go backwards. But you can always bring more to that. It's just like, yeah, kind of referencing what's current. Yeah, I mean, I, and I guess that's that's that evolving that happens. I mean, I, I have it happen to me every time I go traveling. I go on residencies a lot um, just to get away from my studio and my shop. And every time I come back, I, I look at it kind of with fresh eyes and I'm like, I can't really see myself in the stuff that I made before, if that makes sense. And I have to change. Yeah, yeah. And I think also street art has such a different reality to painting and yeah yeah it's i think street art like whether or not it's good has like something in it that's just undeniably valuable and when it's like painted it it has different like factors that it's judged by so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like I kind of want that same feeling to carry on with my personal work but part of it is just like having to search for that connection and bring it back. Because every time I paint, it's almost like the environment informs my work further. So it's just like balance of painting and painting at the studio. So you Mm -hmm. get like caught up with what's happening in the world. But I actually wanted to just like ask you to introduce yourself for the people who might not know you. (laughs) I'm an artist from South Africa and um, have been based out of Los Angeles for the past three years. I do um, ancient contemporary minimalism, murals and painting. Yeah, I'm, I'm 22. Yeah, I, I paint primarily with a friend of mine, Elena Lawrence, mm-hmm. when I do collaborate with people. Yeah, recently that's been a big theme is just like building this community in Los Angeles and trying to tie it to South Africa in small ways as well. Mm-hmm. But kind of just expanding and yeah, trying to build homes in different cities. Yeah, that's always it's it's it I think it has so much energy when you do that, but it's also it, it takes a lot of energy too, right? Yeah. So right now I'm back in South Africa for three months just because I did like a 14 month stint in Los Angeles and I kind of just worked too much and wasn't really like able to get out of that zone. So I just forced myself to like have to take a break. But right. even now that I'm here, I'm still working. But yeah, I was going to ask, are you able to take breaks? Is that a, not is really? That an I, took, no. I kind of took two weeks off and I feel oh. pretty, like pretty good. But I don't know. I think I think I'll never really be able to stop fully because also gives you energy. You just can't overdo it. Exactly. And that's I think it's a lot of it. A lot of this, the thing I'm trying to investigate when I'm talking to artists is how to find that balance and, yeah, how to come to a point where, you, where you're living that sort of more or less happy creative life. Because I think everyone I've talked to, like, we're all a little bit workaholics in a way, or we, we feel like we have to create something every day in order to feel like we're of value or that we matter in the world and stuff like that, you know? So... I'm interested in your take on that. I think for me, like having friendships with other artists really helps. Yeah. So that you have someone to commiserate and also get excited with. So it's not such a a self-focused identity in a way. So it's actually real, like the fact that your creative world can expand past just you. And like, I mean, it's obviously different for everyone, but even just in terms of talking about abstract ideas that lead to nothing, like it's great to have that creative space. I think for me, like hanging out with like my best friend, Elena, yeah, every time I see her and we like kind of just bounce off each other, like random thoughts we've had, it kind of resets like so much overthinking and you can kind of just laugh at 
the craziness that you didn't even realize you could articulate until someone else also felt that way. Yeah. How about your path, like to where you're standing now, like your upbringing and when did you know you're going to be an artist and all of that stuff? Yeah, I guess when I was younger, I used to draw a lot and I always wanted to just manifest like my imagination because as soon as I realized like that the limits of what I could like get excited about were only like inside of my head Mm -hmm. really freaked me out when I was younger (laughs) I was just like god like how like I have this like crippling excitement that I can't share and it yeah it's just weird like that it couldn't manifest so I would always just look for ways of like showing that so at first I wanted to make movies when I was really young or like toys or so or do animation and music and art and like just everything I wanted to do and then consistently I had just drawn to kind of demonstrate what the vision was and then coming up to like 17 I started like painting murals and stuff and that just organically Mm -hmm. started kicking off and like like a lot of projects came my way and it wasn't even really the primary goal and it still isn't but at the moment I I kind of feel like I just have to only focus on it but at some point I want to kind of do everything more and incorporate it into like a multimedia type like fully realized art form. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's so important in a way. I mean, it's just that's the way it naturally happened for me. I can't stick to one thing. It's just, yeah, it's just impossible. So now I'm doing a comic book and ceramics and painting and murals yeah, and yeah. you know. <laughs> I was yeah, I was looking through your stuff and um, I had like a lot of like, oh, I want to do that and that and like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like so bipolar, like uh, jumping from everything. But completely and styles too. I feel like I'm jumping from one style to another. But it's just yeah, I just let it let it be what it is. You know, like try to have yeah, fun with it. I think it's yeah. yeah collaborating with people is great because you can kind of uh, vicariously live out an art style that you wouldn't want to invest that amount of time into, but uh-huh. love, and then you yeah. kind of feel ownership over that like yeah. collaboration gets some kind of input in it yeah it's harder to do murals together than um, than paintings because it's like I don't know it's just harder to negotiate on a wall for some reason I found you always yeah. want to block it up or, like do it next to each other it's like yeah and I don't know how how we would go about it to to paint like it's definitely it's definitely interesting for me because I I guess I'm just like very much in my studio alone like close the door and you know like going into my own zone and I think probably be healthy to open that up a little bit yeah and how do you think you you got that sort of outlook on it is that just in your personality or stuff you experienced or yeah I guess it was it's from like I'm an only child of two two parents who are both artists and also had me when they were very young so I was left with my grandparents a lot and also just left alone in like art studios to kind of make do like make art for fun or, or just walk around and look at the other artists painting and stuff. Uh-huh. And um, so, yeah, I was kind of never around that many kids, like super young and just like surrounded in this sort of world of the necessity to create something to keep myself occupied. So. I mm-hmm. think out of longing as well for connection in this very adult world, I like very much wanted to make something real that would be like impressive to me, but also just like cut cut through some kind of massive gap of like childhood and adulthood that would still be real. So I think it was always out of connection rather than like escapism. Yeah. The root of my art. That's kind of beautiful, actually. That makes a lot of sense. And how do you think it affected you to have a parents who are artists? Um, I, I guess it's hard to say. Like, obviously, you don't know anything else. But, yeah. Um, I think it was obviously, like, really exciting. The fact that they got so much better as well <laughs> while I was younger. It was just, like, yeah. wild to me. I was like, there was just so much growth in both of them. So... I, yeah, it was definitely a plus. 
Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of us, I mean, definitely, I grew up with this sort of programming that being an artist is something scary and you can't make a living and, you know, all of that type of stuff. I guess you didn't have that around you. You saw that it's completely possible, I guess. Yeah. I mean, right now my goals are very simple, but I think as soon as I like, I don't know, transcend whatever like bracket I'm in, it might might be quite strange because everything I thought about when I was a kid was not from a place of fear in terms of art. So it was just, wasn't even like uh, for me, it was, there were just no boundaries in terms of what could happen through creativity. So I do have like really intense belief in the power of creation that might not even be true, but I do have so much I want to try from just being around it for so long, I guess. I mean, even now, it's not so much that I'm jaded. It's just like I'm super focused on the what's in front of me just because of the reality of like uh, what it takes to make great or like high quality things mm-hmm. rather than just like rushing too much. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's not, there's nothing I have to do. Yeah. So what do you mean that you, that you just sort of take it easy and do a little bit and you're not rushing your work or you're not trying to like like achieve more than you already have or? Maybe it's not about like um, me. It's about the art being what it, what I want it to be rather than like any type of like outward approval. I do have like a really intense like work ethic it doesn't feel right not to work like at least like eight hours a day or more yeah in some form yeah right (laughs) I was I was for like three months painting like uh, like 10 hours a day almost every day and Mm -hmm. like that kind of killed me so I definitely don't want to do that forever like I just want to be able to mix it up more obviously and not think of it as like uh yeah, such a pressure. But at the same time, like, for like, because I had a goal in mind, I just have to achieve it. I was like trying to get like a, a group of work finished by this time, because I knew I wouldn't feel the same way anymore. So I kind of just, I base everything off of emotion, like, in a way, like all my, I let dreams die quite quickly if it feels wrong. But at the same time, like, I've proved that they can come true, like, in, not dreams, but like, actualization of a creative idea so mm-hmm. it's really important to me that I don't say something and not do it yeah so I'm always doing like small tests to, to kind of build up momentum to the point where I'm like I know okay now and then I'll like super commit and like do something for a year and like completely like change everything I'm doing to like match it or yeah like for instance like I, I changed my artist name from like a pseudonym Jack Fox to Kiatama, which is mm. my real like first and second name. Yeah. And stopped using lines and like just went straight to color and like for a year, like completely reinvented my style. Yeah. And even now, like more and more just changing things up. But like now that I've done that, it doesn't feel like I would set a similar type of goal again. It was just like mentally to kind of prove that you could separate. Now I think it would just happen like naturally that is very interesting i mean why did you change your name back to your real name it's funny because i've been thinking about that in the last couple of days actually since i got back from italy i was there for two months and i came back and i was like why is why am i called matt makes stuff what is this you know i want to change it (laughs) yeah well i mean it's fine to have like a insta handle that's different yeah yeah but i guess it's what you actually title your name as as well is um it depends on what your goals are, but I think it would be great if you like, yeah, depending on what the like fullest actualization of your work is. But right. I just wanted to leave some doors open because you can't really um, make work on such a high level right? if you're going by a pseudonym. It would be limited to a certain category of art in some way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we do have in Denmark, we do have one street artist that he and he still goes by his his street art name but you know he he has done you know museum shows even in gallery shows and stuff so you know yeah. when I look at him I'm like I see it's possible but it's, it doesn't happen for a lot of people obviously yeah it probably might have happened faster if he didn't or yeah I don't know sometimes I also look back at history and it's like the people who kind of make it are oftentimes just people who fit what 
an entire generation of art could be summarized in. And it's not so much the best, almost exciting artists. It's like the ones who just like have the identity of a generation most. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess that, that's not really related. But it will, for him, I guess it would just be the fact that street art and like graffiti culture is interesting on a conceptual level. And therefore, like it would be dishonest to have like his real name if part of the culture was having a pseudonym, but yeah. it feels it feels like street art has kind of already been like fully actualized as like a subculture in terms of yeah. its beginning, like its formation. So there's no point in limiting yourself to it, like really. Right. There's also like so many industries that don't care about like high art that are like definitely more culturally influential. So it's mm -hmm. whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> is the goal right yeah I mean yeah for me it's like something inside of my soul that just feels like that I've grown out of it and that's the best way I can explain it that I just come back and I look at it I'm like that's not me anymore um yeah that's how I felt as well <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know I think I've been sort of devaluing myself a little bit with that name um okay so another thing that I was interested in what you told me is about the changing styles you because a lot of people have fear around this try to get some questions from the people and what they want us to discuss and a lot of it is like if it's okay to change your style and stuff you know and yeah I want to hear your thoughts on that <laughs> Yeah, I guess you don't want to be trapped in a style you don't want to do, but you shouldn't make art that's much worse than what you're putting out. So it's good to kind of develop things in secret or like fake in the parts that's up to level until you can actually like do that style in a way that's the same level as what you've been doing. Mm. That's that's advice that um, Tristan Eden told me. It was just like fake. I don't know. Maybe that's a secret. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I don't think he used it, but he was just like, it's important to like not put out work that's bad, I guess, but you should also like get better or even if it's not better, just different. Like, I don't think it's worth it to get stuck in that because I kind of felt that way a little bit before like I changed my style. I didn't know what to do with it. And I was getting work that was like, hey, can you do this? And then I was like, but I've done that already. And couldn't really sell people on the new work because it was slightly different to what I'd done already. And the old stuff kind of just commercially made more sense. So I was like, I got to just change everything. And it's not even like I hated that style. And I, it is more intuitive than what I'm doing now in a way, but it just felt like I wanted to cut through what I was supposed to keep doing in a way. I felt like my timeline playing out on autopilot in a way, like what my creative development would be. And I just wanted to like, recapture that and like bring it to life again like fully wake it up it was kind of like I used this metaphor of um it felt like there was going to be like a natural progression of my artwork and I mm -hmm. wanted to kind of take control of that and shake it up oh, I thought yeah. of like the idea of like you're only rarely um taking control of your life if you think so creatively that random moments would inspire like a whole new alternative timeline even if there were multiple timelines of just you you know like you're, you you want to shake it up so you could rarely absorb enough that could change things up and like make it alive rather than just like absorbing your surroundings and giving your interpretation of it like really open it up I mean I don't mm -hmm. feel that I've done that but that was kind of the, <laughs> the yeah. feel that inspired me to just like really make it fresh again. Cause yeah, I think I'd been, yeah, maybe looking at what good art looks like rather than thinking of humanity as a timeline of yeah. infinite potential and creatively wanting to motivate infinite possibility through art. You got to kind of not look at what's happening now, but everything. Yeah, yeah. And did something sort of like push you into that thought? Yeah, or? yeah. Well, it was, it happened the same time I moved to Los Angeles. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I wanted to just start again, like fresh, reinvent right. my style a little bit. And yeah, just absorb like a new lifestyle and stuff. Right, right. 
But that's very interesting. I always like, I'm really interested in these kind of turns that stuff. For me, it, it happened when I started doing street art. I mean, my style changed because, you know, I couldn't, before I was doing sort of like pointillism, little dots and, and I couldn't really do that in the street. It takes too long and nobody cares yeah. you know, about all your little dots. <laughs> 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 so, so I was like, all of a sudden, just a brush and no sketch and just fast and furious in a way. And I had so much fun with it. And yeah. when I would sit home and draw before, I'd be very sort of clean and structured and no, like, no spilling anything on the paper and all of that. And it wasn't very free. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah, painting painting versus painting in the studio are two different things. But it's great if you can let them inform each other. Yeah. I mean, I really try to do that now when I do sort of large-scale work on paper. I, But I, I constantly have to remind myself that I just need to have fun and enjoy the actual creative process because I tend to be very controlled. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Do you struggle with that or is, or is that just me? Uh, <laughs> No, I do, but I I'm recently I've developed a style which is more, um, yeah, it's just like naive realism, like really mm-hmm. poorly made realism, which kind of looks like this more contemporary, like fine art style, but mm. I've mixed it with some of what I've already been doing with like the uh, minimalism and just flat pattern and pattern work. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's really made me excited. Um, so that was a way of kind of bringing like some kind of raw creativity into and more emotion into the work because mm-hmm. a lot of the the flat work I kind of need to plan beforehand and or think of yeah. it's not it's very like painstaking in the process of making it is is really satisfying but not actually there's nothing new besides color choice being made and maybe some additions but yeah, I really felt the need for that. I think it's important. Even if initially you don't like it, it's just good to to change. <laughs> yes, I think it's really, really important, you know, actually, like for your, and also just for artists, like of all times, you know, to have phases and go through stuff because I guess that's how, you know, we grow and evolve. And yeah, I just think it's it's really important. So I always try yeah. to tell people, like, please change your style. Like, that's like your your job, actually. You have to change your style, you know? Yeah. If you're being honest emotionally, I feel like people will resonate with you who's supposed to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it definitely depends what you're going for. But there's definitely artists who can, like, make commercially viable work and think of what would work. But it becomes more like design and communication than like emotional, like a connection based work. Right. And I also think it's, it's about like, if you do one piece and everybody loves and loves it and, and then, you know, it's very easy to just do something similar to that and just do that sort of over and over again. But it's, yeah, like you yeah. say, it's just a different path yeah. then because for me, it's just, I, I don't want to be like a copy machine or factory. It's very much against like my, yeah, what I want to do, I guess. So. Yeah, definitely. I think what helped me in, in regards to that is uh, like from a young age, like painting in the streets and stuff, like kind of from 13, but more so like a little bit older, like 17. I'd always paint and a lot of people would just come up to me and like mostly positive, but sometimes they'd just be like quite crazy um, homeless people who would like, like once I got attacked and like often it would just be like this, like try to relate it to Jesus or something and it would just be really intense. And it, it just showed me like, it wasn't even about me, people's reactions. And so you would never, never be able to be happy from this misunderstood perception. But as a whole, like the unconscious emotional level that it reaches like a mass audience or even just like, people who you really like, like who are close to you, it'd be great if they like it on that level. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll never be satisfied. So you've got to, it's more important to just be super brutally honest about what inspires you because mm-hmm. it's not sustainable to do anything else. Yeah. I mean, you'll resent yourself if you don't. Yeah. And slowly sort of kill your soul is what I find happens. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotta stay away from that. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yes. also being broke is terrible. So like, it's, it'd be good to be more patient and let each phase of your art last like slightly longer and like progress in a way that you can see the development of style just so that mm-hmm. like buyers and people online and just like the world in general can understand that it's still you. Yeah. Um, I feel like I didn't intentionally do that, but I, I've just made work enough that you could see the like involvement. But yeah, I think yeah. making art, you kind of just want to have like some money so that you never making art in relationship to money, but you have a set momentum that like you kind of know that like there's a buffer of some kind just so that like it doesn't become like this brutal commodity factor and you just become like a laborer in yeah. like a heightened level, but it really yeah. shouldn't, shouldn't seem like that. No, it's so important. I think then always better to have a day job or whatever, just so you, your, your art doesn't have to sort of carry yeah. your, your rent and your bills and stuff unless, until you're kind of ready for that, you know, because yeah, yeah I, I think I also see some people trapped in that. And, and then if you, if you're really relying on it, then it's also harder to change your style because like some people might. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure yeah <laughs> so oh, definitely man. so i'm interested in sort of your your work routine you said you work like eight ten hours a day but how how does your day look like and are there any sort of routines that are beneficial to your creative flow yeah i mean to be honest i've had so many different types like it's not like i've ever structured it super well but It'll normally just be based on a particular project and then they'll, I'll just figure out time-wise what has to be done in order to like live sanely. And if the, like, there was a time where like I had no particular project, but I was trying to just be productive. So in, in that case, like just the going sort of thing, it would be like go out at night if it's like important or like related to art or just like if you feel like you need to be a person <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then every day yeah just like eight hours and then yeah but when when I was on a deadline it was like straight up like 10 or more most days and I just like eat really healthy and drink water and kind of just paint intensely and listen to tons and tons of podcasts and like oh, try yeah. not to think too much because you kind of go crazy as well when you like paint a lot so it's important to not let yourself think about anything besides like like I guess intelligent things like while you're like awake still in the day and then like as it winds down just like comedy but even then you're still learning stuff but it's like more mm-hmm. just like emotional synchronicities and like that sort of stuff but yeah yeah it's just important not to think too much when you're like painting a lot it's really dangerous yeah <laughs> I like, mean you'll either get like really strategical uh, like in your subconscious or you'll get like an ego complex just to motivate yourself to paint through for like insane hours yeah, yeah it's weird. I try to I try to sort of stay in the now a little bit because yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. noticed when I'm doing I'm doing a graphic novel and it's so many pages and I'm draw, I'm drawing it on the iPad just for convenience and it's really you know very boring for for my creative mind to just sit with a screen and like I have no you know, tactile sensations or anything. And I'm always like, oh, I'm, I'm counting pages in my head. I'm like, when is it done? When is it done? And I'm really trying to like, be like, just enjoy the moment. Enjoy this line. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 I think there's moments of that. Yeah. You can yeah. You gotta, you gotta enjoy it. But I think there's something about like pushing yourself to your like potential sometimes that's really important to to fully like stretch that muscle and see like how far you can go and then working really hard, but it's way less will feel like nothing later. Yeah. Kind of my approach to everything is like, yeah, like really exercise it and then yeah, pull back in like a strategic way. And like by that point you'll work way smarter. So it'll be the same output, but you've figured out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's everything. I think every project I do is kind of a learning curve or, and I always jump in it before I know what I'm doing. So it's like, but that's also what keeps me interested. Like what, yeah. what would you say sort of draws you to 
to creating even as a whole? Yeah, I guess it's not, it's never been something that I was drawn to. I was just in. So yeah, the question for me would kind of be like, what's worth being drawn to in terms of like, not even me. Like if I was like, didn't have a me, like looking at the world, what would be vividly exciting and what juxtaposed together would bring out like a particular emotion that resonates with me but isn't necessarily my life experience it would just be like the collective like channeling of that within reality and like abstracted from time I, as well but in like what would be like relevant to now is like a really fun and like vivid like communication of that feeling because mm -hmm. It's so exciting when that's done right, even if it's completely not meant to be that. But like, if you could get it, like for you to feel that way, it's like, damn, someone else could really misinterpret that beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I like, I really think it's important to, to think about art without your identity in, in the mix not necessarily in terms of what you're going to like use a subject matter, but as a way to like, yeah, just jump around and like not put so much pressure on like what seems important right now as a like trend or as a yeah. important like person in the art world. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, it's definitely better if you can sort of put all that to the side, like not, not have your focus about, what's going to happen to you as such, but focus on the work. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a huge thing for me trying to bring out this, this work that I feel is flowing through me that doesn't really have anything to do with me. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing, but that's the feeling that I have yeah. sometimes that I'm, that I am irrelevant as a person <laughs> really. You yeah, know? no, exactly. That, that's when it feels its best. I mean, yeah. as a, I want to do, I have and will continue to do work that's intentional and has meaning that's quite deliberate, but mm -hmm. I also really love it when it's kind of just like a collective interpretation of accumulative like experience and it just needs to be channeled. That's like one of yeah. the more satisfying times. It's also great to try have some kind of like intentional narrative and shape it a little bit. Because once you've done that, that might be too intentional, but later it will like organically re have like reshape and you can like kind of channel it more intentionally with that narrative in mind. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's always good to shake it up and just say what's inside you without like any type of contrived meaning. Yeah. And do you have any, any blocks or like, do you do any kind of self-sabotage? Like, do you have that inner hater talking to you? It doesn't sound like it actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, I don't know. Sometimes it's just like, if I've worked too much and I, I see my art way too much, it really fucking doesn't make sense that um, anything creative matters. Like it just seems like this, crazy intensity whenever I look at anything good as well if I've been working too much and that's when yeah I really try to like bounce to a different genre of work or like try to do kind of planning or some kind of admin that doesn't relate to actually creative fun things even sometimes like fun creative stuff really puts me off if I've been overworked because yeah. it just sounds like more work and you're just like oh. yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, I think what, it's so important to yeah. yeah to fill the cup a little bit too, and just I don't know, go see an exhibition or be in nature or to build time for it and incorporate it, and then not also just always thinking career-wise and strategically, like live life in like a flow rather than like a plan, but just have it built into you to do these things. But yeah, you have this day order and stuff, but yeah, you shouldn't let it feel like. An obligation it's just like yeah it should be irresistible to not do in a way you should make it exciting enough that it's just like okay great yeah like definitely but not yeah not even like even in your most cynical moment you'll be like yeah you're right that's great like that's how yeah. it feels when, when I'm honest about like it, what excites me it like mm -hmm. still doesn't suck even when I like look at it and feel nothing I'm still like pretty technically good like or like yeah. really really like 
I couldn't have done better. That's like, I hate it right now, but like deep down, I'm like, yeah, you really like, you don't have anything left. So I'm sure you're fine when yeah. you're done with it. I think it's so, it's so crazy, like how much we do actually, like when I look at my body of work or sometimes when I look at a huge mural yeah, I've done and, I, yeah, and I'm like, what, what, you know, is even going on? It's so crazy how much sort of, how many hours you have in those hands, like sometimes, um, but I've slowed down a lot and I think it's, it's really good. But I, I guess I was also trying to catch up because I felt like behind everybody else because I got started late and, but you're so young and like so accomplished. So how does, how does that feel? And where, like, what, what do you have like in your future plans? Like, I mean, ambitions and bucket lists and stuff. Yeah, I guess it's just like, I would like to do a lot of things, but I don't really need to, I'd be fine. Like, I think if I just, then I don't know. It's it's kind of melodramatic to be like I'd be fine if I start like stop making art or something. But if I do continue to make art, like which I want to, like I want it to be exactly right. So it's kind of one of those things. Like there's no compromise, and as long as that's there, like I'm really excited. Yeah, there's there's lots of projects in mind. I think for now, it's almost had to raise a lot of dreams just to make sure they could actually come true in a way and like be relevant to what the world actually what, what would even like magically be responding to like the vibrations of what's changed since like I had the vision of it like I think it's really important to just not really visualize such a specific goal but rather have like a vague notion but I guess I do look at a lot of like all the artists who've achieved a lot and I'd be super stoked to achieve those but it's more about reformatting creative potential and like uniting younger artists and building these bridges and like bringing some of my close friends up with me that's like the real goal and also yeah like having art that communicates to young and old people it's like really important just making yeah. it like actually exciting yeah just taking it into new spaces and yeah look at a lot of like fashion designers and musicians and people who kind of were controversial just for not really having things that fit but later like it built something new yeah if I had any kind of impact like that it would be really exciting but yeah really not looking for fame only on the fact I I would look for like to get good enough that I collaborate with artists on a super high level that's like mm -hmm. really the goal do really fun stuff <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And definitely, yeah, keep my mind open to like, like kind of multimedia and like social media, like in kind of crossover type things that like engage with like growing technological sort of innovations. But at the same time, it's always going to be like primal, like illustration and painting and, and sculpture that are the root of it. So there's no point getting lost in where but what you know like what is it that you're yeah. making do you spend time thinking about like instagram and stuff like that do you have opinions about yeah i i kind of feel like it's important to not think like obvious thoughts past the point you first thought it and had that conversation so it's like instagram's bad for you and then it's like okay cool but now now i kind of just focused on like what i want from instagram or what show I have and then what is necessary in terms of just like promoting things and if I'm painting like trying to kind of just make it fun and like yeah. use it as a tool rather than like take it personally or mm -hmm. really think about it get like obviously it's led to like pretty much everything that I've achieved besides like murals but it's kind of just the go between murals and reaching me but mm -hmm. yeah a lot of different things have come from it but yeah, I would like to get it to a place where I don't rely on it. But for now, I'm just trying to use it as something that I can actually make enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I used to kind of get annoyed by it because I felt like it was just there, like, make more art, make more, like, post Definitely. Something. No, but definitely. I mean, I think a lot of people have had that pressure of, like, oh, you have to post something so and so often. And then, you know, you have to produce a lot because the yeah. algorithm, right, <laughs> which is just, like, so so unhealthy i think yeah yeah i mean definitely not trying to like slack super hard but i 
I have so much stuff I'm not posting till like the shows already or like whatever or like of so course. it kind of feels good the fact that like it's almost like I'm flexing on Instagram and like yo I didn't need you right now I'm like doing things in reality like yeah uh, like, I don't care about that but I do but be a slave to it but like you're a slave to everything like in the modern world so it's it's not just you you can just like kind of don't let it limit you in terms of like I do I do think unfortunately that it limits a lot of people in and I think you know the questions about if you can change your style and stuff I think a lot of that anxiety in people comes from Instagram because the algorithm has sort of favored you know the feeds that are very uniform and stuff and I mean I think it's damaging yeah you don't need that many people to follow you to like sell work like even like it's it's not that important it'd be great if it all syncs up but yeah you kind of gotta not be a slave to because you'll run out of energy if you're trying to compete with that completely yeah Yeah, completely in the last few weeks i'm kind of like meh ah, whatever you know i don't really care about that external validation so they can sort of have it. That's how I feel. So I just leave it alone a little bit now. But yeah, yeah. I used to be a major addict with it, like really. <laughs> yeah, having friends that are like artists my age who like use it and stuff and like have the same problems also really helps because you just think of them like struggling with it and then you can kind of laugh at it as like more of a like uh, a manifestation like happening in reality rather than like a serious thing to take seriously that matters right. so much like yeah yeah <laughs> it's, yeah everyone kind of low-key knows it's a little bit petty to take too serious right um, but yeah it's an app so you know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah just mm. use it to your advantage um so i think the last question is um are you ever in a rut, like when you just don't have ideas and you feel just like, oh, I don't want to do anything? And, and what do you do to get out of it? Yeah, I think that in the past, it's kind of like now I kind of have to just make work all the time. But in the past, I just wouldn't make art <laughs> super long <laughs> yeah. and just like have fun in my life and stuff. And um, it'd be great if I could do that now. Cause <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But now what I do is I just like I I try to sketch like enough in my free time and stuff that I like that um, I can just paint it later or something. So I'll just look back to to all the drawings and like fin- paint those. And yeah, yeah, so you have sort of, of a lot of sketches that you can always. So you always like you never run out of ideas. Is I guess what I'm yeah. asking. Yeah. Yeah, and also just yeah, but- yeah, kind of focusing more on the technical aspects and the more like how to like professionalize your entire mode of production and also just how you've kind of marketed and like set up your like professional identity. Like stuff like that kind of excites me when I'm not really feeling like my art's like that magic to me at the time. Mm-hmm. The best would probably be to just stop painting for a while if you could. <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I, I do that when I leave the, my studio because then I don't have obviously like ceramics and a kiln and all of that's like really equipment heavy yeah uh, and then I, I really because I get so I don't know obsessed with ceramics and I do it all the time and it's like it's consuming all my time because it's so much fun yeah and so I need to sort of remove myself if I'm gonna do anything else I have to be away from the studio so yeah, I think taking a break from from whatever you do a lot is really helpful because then you come back with that new energy and yeah, yeah, yeah. So like designing um, things that are getting made and then you kind of get them as presents in a way. Like I've designed like a couple rugs. Yeah, I um, saw this. So beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, and I re- now recently I designed like twenty to get made in Peru, which are like getting hand woven. So I'm getting them like in March. So that's kind of like a way of as giving yourself like presence for the future to get like a little bump and like creativity because it's it's just like your work but like done in like this way that like doesn't make sense because it's yeah. so like consuming when it's handmade like especially exciting and working oh, with yeah. artists who like hand sew my work or like weave it sometimes like I really want to do more 
across yeah. collaborations and like old mediums that that's really like a way to like yeah just down the line kind of get a pick me up yeah definitely amazing that's so cool <laughs> okay so i think the last yeah, thing is just uh, it's just like if you want to tell people where they can find you um yeah normally instagram is probably the easiest but mm -hmm. my website as well both of them are just kiatama yeah yeah <laughs> Cool. Well, I'll put that in show notes too, so people can click on it. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, really thank fun. you. Yeah, totally. And um, really interesting to hear your perspective on everything. And yeah. Yeah, you as well. Um, <laughs> I haven't really been, like talked about this sort of stuff in a while. So I kind of had to like really ramble the, to channel into like the emotion of it to really find what I still feel. Yeah. about it it's it's weird yeah it's i totally understand better. what you mean yeah i mean <laughs> i'm, I'm always like, like this when yeah when i do the podcast i, I feel like i have to channel uh too so <laughs> there have been times where i could like refine it to like a, a quite a simple explanation but yeah i i honestly think like a lot of what i've said now even like it's it's true but there might be something more true like if i really like thought about it more but it's I think mostly what I hear, at least when I listen to podcasts, is just like the person's emotion and then like one or two like phrases that like will like kind of I'll like relate to. So it don't yeah. matter. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, true. Well, like, yeah, the, it's not so important. I think, you know, I try to just give my faith that went to the universe and be like, whatever is supposed to be broad is going to be coming through. So yeah <laughs> yeah just give infinitely and expect nothing back right right always <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful beautiful way to end <laughs> thank you so much thank you and have a great day you too bye. thank you bye thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of shadow work podcast you can find info about the artist i interview in the show notes below and if you want to follow the podcast for updates and stories and inspirational quotes from other artists, we are at Shadow Work Podcast on Instagram and Facebook too. I really hope you were inspired by this episode. And if you know anyone else who might need to hear this conversation, please share it with them. And feel free to leave us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the podcast.